I've been looking for a good time I've been looking every day I've been waiting for the sunshine It's been coming my way And oh, oh, oh. It's been coming my way I've been dancing at a hold down Love to the fat with folk Sipping on the moonshine I've been telling dirty jokes And oh, 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 oh. It's a coming my Charles Windner 
ugly dog. He lures us into the studio today. Charles Winder is a Friona, Texas native who has been painting and making custom baits for over 20 years. Charles has won three county fairs and is now competing in the state fair. His work has been featured on Rustic Outdoors and New Hope Fishing Lures. Charles has made huge contributions to Operation Phoenix Outdoors, where he has donated over 1,000 custom-painted baits. He is also a counselor to veterans, first responders, disabled children, and wounded warriors, and has been working with the military community for over 12 years. Charles' biggest goal in life is to help others and bring awareness to mental health and anything that supports and honors the men and women of the military. You can find him under Ugly Dog Lures on Facebook. Welcome, Charlie. Glad, glad to be here, buddy. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you too, man. Uh, I'm really excited because uh, you are our, our first lure painter on the show. So we have a lot of interesting things oh, to unpack from, from, from that statement. <laughs> so let's start in the beginning, right? What, uh, what brought you to the lure painting industry? Where did, where did you hear about it? How did you get involved? How did you become what you are today? I've always, ever since I was a kid, fishing's been a very big part of my life. And uh, I just, I had a cooking show on YouTube, and I would sit out here and cook, and then I'd come in here and paint lures. And my boss lady, my wife, my bride, she said, we need to film some of that lure painting, too. So she did. And it just took off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. We really enjoy it. It's a way that I'm, I can I'm hoping get your uh, I'm hoping your cooking show also wasn't called Ugly Dog because I'd be very terrified of the connotation of that. No, it was called Redneck with Wood. And I cooked <laughs> everything on wood. Well, that one scares me too, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you a story, guy. You know that, Ian. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you've always kind of been doing it a little bit. And then how did you get um, involved in the military community? What what interested you about that in the first responder community? Uh, the need to give back. Uh, you know, everybody fights some kind of a, uh, a demon in their life. And in a dark tunnel, if you can be a spark that sparks and make their life a little better, you need to do that. That's how I live my life is trying to make everybody around me feel better and feel more comfortable with things that they want to do. So uh, I've seen a lot of good people go down bad paths, and uh, I decided it's my turn to go down and bring them back up the path. Bring them back into the light. And that's what I, I'm trying to do. And we've reached a, like, a lot of people now. We have a whole community of painters, plastic bait makers, mm-hmm. and we're all involved in this now in very positive way and trying to make, make it go bigger and better to help uh, Operation Phoenix, not only them, Wounded Warriors, disabled children, whatever we can do, we're going to do to help. Mm-hmm. So, And tell me more about uh, Operation Phoenix Outdoors. What is it? And, and also the um, um, the New Hope Lures, I believe. I'm not looking at the bio right now, and I apologize mm-hmm. for that. But tell me a little bit more about 
those two organizations and how what you do ties into that. Okay, uh, we'll start with New Hope. New Hope was on a dark path. He met me. I pulled him back up into the light, and this guy hand carves baits and stuff, and he's he's skyrocketing now. Uh, his YouTube channel is growing. He's growing as a human, and now he's giving back for the help that he got to lots and lots of people. He's a wonderful man. His name is Ron, and he's out of Pennsylvania, and he is actually has a veteran that he is helping now through some hard times. And, uh, you know, it's just a roller coaster ride. You know, he helped that guy. That guy's going to help the next guy. The next guy's going to help the next guy. And it's just going to it's just gonna make the world a better place. But he is a wonderful person, and he's a wonderful friend. July from Pennsylvania. So. Yeah. Well, and yeah. we uh, on off the chain really value that too. The whole giving back model, right? That um, I can't be where I'm at unless I met Yvonne and she got me to be a co-host and and sometimes host for her as well. So um, I know off the chain really not only values saying, hey, this is how I came to where I'm at, but also of bringing other people up with us, right? Because we couldn't do it alone. Absolutely. We want to bring people up. We want to bring people up with us, and, and we want to make the community more successful. So we Absolutely. really value that, and I really appreciate that you uh, are so involved with those two communities. So kind of going back um, a little bit, what is something that a custom lure maker needs, an attribute, a quality, to be that, you know, you, artists need paintbrushes or pencils or pens, right? But what what does the some lure maker need to be successful at making custom lures? Honestly, the will to do it. I mean, you have to buy a compressor and you have to have an airbrush and you have to have paints, but you also have to have the will to learn how. And it, it's not hard. Melissa, my wife, Melissa, love her very much. She even comes out here and she paints baits. Uh, we have a ball, but just the will to do it, because there's lots of guys like me out there that'll sit, and you can watch my YouTube program, and you can learn how to do it. It's very easy. We've taught a lot. We've brought a lot of, a lot of them into our community. Come in here by watching what I do. Which sometimes it ain't right, but that's the way that I do it. You know, there's so many different types of hooks you can use, rings, different blanks. It's all uh, according to your taste of what you want to paint. It's it's great. So what? But anybody, sorry, anybody could do it. Anybody could do it. Uh, it. It just takes a little bit of will. Yeah. What makes a successful yeah, lure? What makes it successful? Uh, you got to correct. So how did you win? How did you win at those fairs? Oh, <laughs> yes, very, very. Uh, actually, one of my patterns that you can see on my ugly, uh, ugly dog YouTube channel 
called a patchwork purchase, one that's won it all. And uh, they were very, very beautiful baits. I had lots and lots of offers on those baits, and I actually sold those baits to help a lady out that was in the hospital. I sold them for a very nice price. So, but, yeah, she's suffering from uh, Parkinson's. Not Parkinson's. Potentially? Yeah, she uh, suffered from multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis. Ah, Multiple sclerosis. Yeah, MS. I don't know why I kept thinking Parkinson's. No, it's okay. Um, So what, how successful are your lures in the water? Have have people come back and said that, um, have people come back and said that they just, you know, catch fish on fish on fish or what makes it, you know, what makes it successful? They, They do. They catch a lot of fish off of my patterns. I paint my baits for, uh, our New Mexico lakes, uh, which are whites and chartreuses and reds, oranges, they work very well in our lakes. And I always ask people that I'm sending them to, are you fishing clear water, are you fishing stained water, are you fishing muddy water? Because the darker the water, you can fish a brighter bait. The lighter the water, you want to fish bright baits is kind of the, the rule of thumb for that. So. And then do you use anything made, else with your lures? Do you use power bait or anything like that? Nope. I certainly don't, buddy. It's very yeah, nice. I'm, 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 I'm quite an uh, amateur fisherman, so, uh, I, <laughs> I'm i learning as I go, too, tonight with you, right? <laughs> um, what What's yeah, the most yeah. common fish that you normally get with your lures? Is it, like, bass. the bigger the bigger fish or the bass? Yeah. And then that's bass, more common where you where we're at right now, right? Yeah, bass, smallmouth, and walleye is real common here. So, yeah, you get down into the like the big stripers and stuff, you want to fish bright baits, pink baits, chartreuse baits. They work very well. And a white bait will work pretty good about anywhere you go. So, certainly will. Yeah, it's, I... Uh, it's, it's I, I definitely had to catch up on my, my fishing um, knowledge set before I talked to you tonight. I've been looking at your show and, and, and looking at some other things too and trying to learn because um, there is quite an art to it. And that's exactly, that's exactly why I was really excited to bring you on the show tonight because it's yeah. an art that you would never really think about, right? You just go to a, a local store and you pick up a bait and, and it's there, right? You don't really yeah. look at the craft of it or the art of it and say, hey, somebody actually took time to figure out which colors work better or worse in which water environment for which fish, et cetera, et cetera. So there's definitely an art to it, and that's why I'm really excited to have you on the show tonight because yeah. I don't think we will have somebody else with your level of expertise able to articulate why it's such an important thing. And on top of that, everything that you're doing literally gives back to the communities that really need it most, and that's our, our frontliners, right? Absolutely it is. 
Yep. I will be doing another huge uh, lure drive for Operation Phoenix for October. Tell us about that. Christmas season so they can give all their people baits for Christmas. Uh, There's going to be quite a few of us involved in that. I know for sure me and and New Hope and uh, Brandon Weatherford are going to be heavily involved in that. And we're going to try to raise at least 2,000 baits to give them, which is going to be a big, big deal. So, Is there anything yeah, that our community can do to support you guys in, in reaching your goal in October? Is there like a, like a website that we can send donations to? Or, um, you know, of course, going to your YouTube page is probably one of the best things we can do, right? Get you yeah, viewership up. Yeah. But is there something that we can directly support that event for our frontliners? Go to the our Gmail or our YouTube, ugly dog lures at gmail.com, or ugly dog lures on YouTube, and visit with us there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be having classes to teach a lot of the first responders and the, the veterans, PTSD mm-hmm. and uh, disabled children, how to do this. That's in the mm-hmm. works with uh, Operation Phoenix right now for me to teach. Uh, we could sure use some help buying blanks and stuff, you know, and they're not that expensive. Uh, we'll talk about it more on my next YouTube on Tuesday night at Six Mountain Standard. We'll talk about okay. more of it then once it, we kind of get it yeah. figured out with me and, between me and Chris. And... Uh, I'm going to teach all these people how to do this so that they can do it too and then just carry it on and carry it on and carry it on and make it like a ball rolling downhill. Right, exactly. It's that compound effect, right? If you get – I mean, you already kind of touched on that earlier. If you help one person, one one person helps one person who helps two, who helps four, and it it compounds. So um, hopefully the off-the-chain audience will hear – this event and and throw their support behind it because it really does um, mean a lot to me and I know it means a lot to you too that we help our front frontline support with events like this. It's really important. It's very important to me. So very important to Melissa. Mm-hmm. So what for this the, year. Um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. This year with Operation Phoenix, uh, they helped us get a boat that's wheelchair accessible, a pontoon. We had another uh, boat donated to them. And uh, me and Melissa and our group of painters, we painted uh, somewhere between 700 and 1,000 pieces and give to them two Sundays ago. And plus all the uh, plastic. Yeah, all the worms and net rigs and nets, and, and we pretty much outfitted that boat. And it's from <laughs> everywhere. Even even a lady from Canada donated and, and sent stuff over. Virginia. Well, I was Virginia, telling you before the show, too, that we're heard internationally, too, so... Hopefully we get some more um, donors for you from other countries too. It really kind of put ugly dog on the map because um, 
you know, any support, good support for you guys. And so my, my next question no, yeah. for you is what, what's the, what's the most fulfilling thing out of all of this for you? I mean, yeah, you're, you're giving back to these communities. Um, you're supporting others, but like what, what makes Charlie um, wake up in the morning and still continue to want to do this? What, what is it that you're trying to get after? Uh, if you've ever been fishing with a, a disabled kid and uh, give them a lure and seen the smile on your face, their face, if they catch a fish on that lure, that's all that I need. Uh, it just heats me up and I have to get back to the shop and paint more. The same with the veterans. We've had some first responders that have never fished, and that's what it is for me. Is seeing the happiness on somebody else's face because I'm I'm very there, in my life I'm I'm very happy with my wife and my family and my kids and it's the discovery of it all. So, is there that's what it is um, for me. Is, is there a, a big um, need for custom lure painters and creators? Is that a market that's that's you know yeah uh, what's the term is, is it like coming around the corner that it's becoming something more and more that people are looking for is this a newer it's, art style it's, it's becoming more and more popular all the time uh, you can't get the quality of baits that you get from a a custom painter buy them in the store not from any of them. Uh, like, see, so you see my lures, I put 4,500-pound epoxy on them, and that's the finishing coat on them. And uh, you're not going to hardly break that. A lot of the lures you buy at the stores will be a sticker, and the first time you catch a toothy fish, half your sticker is going to be gone. So they're right. not going to do that with my baits because I put the 4,500-pound epoxy on them. And I use a epoxy called the BSI, Bob Smith Industries, 30-minute cure. Great stuff. Great stuff. How, what's the longevity of your Oh, man, I got lures oh. in my box from years ago <laughs> still. So, yeah. Ugly Dogs just I, – I had a partner before, and he kind of – did some bad things, which I won't discuss on there. But uh, I've been painting a long time, but me and him teamed up, and uh, then we parted, and then Ugly Dog was born, uh, thanks to Melissa and her Ugly Dog. She has a Pekingese, and he's an Ugly Dog. So that's how the name Ugly Dog came about. And it's just picking up, and it, it seems to be growing for us all the time. We're growing, not by leaps and bounds. How we're many, just taking a little bit. How many years have you been around, or how long has Ugly Dog been around? Two years. We are into our second year. Uh, actually, our anniversary, two-year anniversary, will be in July. So, but I had another company before this, so. I've been painting a long time. Sometimes as a kid, I do it with magic markers, but I've been doing it, make my own stuff. 
always kind of been that way. And it's a kind of, I mean, you, you've discussed, um, you know, Melissa a lot your way. So it's kind of a family affair, right? Your 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 family's kind of into this, or is it something that you kind of create on your own? No, my family's into it much as I am. Yep. Anybody who paints baits together stays together. <laughs> I like that. And then, so um, yeah. we were reading in the bio that you're actually going to uh, compete in the state fair. So, what? Tell us about that, and, oh, yeah. and how do you how do you feel some, about that? I feel great about it. I'm probably going to send some some baits up to the state fair to see how I do in the adult arts divisions up there, and uh, I might have one going to the world's fair in Minnesota. So we'll see how all that comes about. But I painted a lure for a musician, and uh, for a musician, which he's one? In, uh, he's called String Bean. And uh, what, you know, what genre you know, of music does he play? Country. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're we're gonna rock put bring him on the show then. Yeah, he, he's a great artist, man. Yeah, where where did you meet him? How did awesome. how did that connection begin? I met him through my YouTube channel. That's where I met most of these uh, people that I met is through my YouTube channel. Absolutely. So your network with with Sweet Dog has really exploded the past two years. Is, is kind of what you're saying is that that whole YouTube movement for you is kind of what got you uh, in contact with all these people? Is that the same with Operation Phoenix Outdoor and all that? I actually met them at an outdoor show uh, here in Clovis. And uh, when we just got to talking and I liked what they did, so I walked over there and handed them 20 lures to give away in donations. And then the next time I gave them 50 and the next time I gave them 100. And it just went up from there. So, yeah. No, I mean, it it's definitely a really interesting story of how all this came about, right? And and where you are at today. Um, where do you see yourself in the future? Like, do you do you feel like this is something that you're gonna do for a long time? And and like, what other branches are you trying to to branch out into using your lures? I think that this is something that I'll do the rest of my life. Uh, I so enjoy it, and I enjoy the YouTube. I think it's the people more than anything. I have met some of the most beautiful people on YouTube and uh, travel around, and I want to paint lures for every lake in the United States at some point. Uh, I want to grow. And I'd like to have people that grow with me is what I want to do. I want to keep on uh, kind of what I've always been about since Melissa and me met. We've been married for 28 years. And uh, I just want to keep keep on going. I want to grow and keep on going. I would like to be able at some point to do this full time and not work anymore. And that's coming in a few years. 
I'm nearing that retirement age. So, but that's kind of my whole thing is I just want to help others and meet people and because you can always tell within the first 20 minutes of talking to somebody if they're having a bad day. I can. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're open to it, I mean, you can definitely um, you can definitely see that right off the conversation. So if uh, all of you are just tuning in, Ugly Dog Lures is in the studio. Uh, Charlie has been uh, painting baits for over 20 years. He's won a couple of fairs, and he's seen on Rustic Outdoors and New Hope Fishing Lures. And uh, he's contributed Operation Phoenix Outdoors, and he's a counselor to veterans, first responders, disabled children, looted warriors, and been working with the military community for over 12 years. And his biggest goal is just to help others and bring awareness to mental health and anything that supports and honors the men and women of the military. And uh, that's who's in the studio tonight. And I'm, I'm really, really happy that you're uh, in the studio tonight, man, because kind of what I said in the beginning was that this is one of those art forms that you do. You kind of take it for granted. Um, and I was actually watching a couple of your shows and just seeing the, seeing the uh, level of detail and the, the amount of meticulous just, just steadiness of this art. It's, it's pretty small. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great great hobby or an art art form that most people are not aware of, but they're becoming more and more aware of it all the time. Through of old baits, you know stuff like myself, old baits, and uh, I just I just love the whole fishing industry. Uh, we're probably going to branch off at some time into soft plastics, too. Uh, we've been looking at some things. I'm going to have to build me a bigger shop before I start all of that, <laughs> but that'll come. So, so tell my me my shop the is actually just a 12 by 12. So, yeah. Tell me the different types of materials that you use, Charlie. I paint jerk baits, S cranks, uh, lobster cranks, rattle traps, uh, 2.5 square bills, 2.5 one knot square bills, uh, whopper ploppers, uh, big swim baits, warts, uh, plethora of topwater baits from hula poppers all the way to uh, what they call a spitting popper, uh, Zara spooks. Man, I paint I paint a lot of baits, so that's just a few. But so, what, what the the consistency of the bait itself? What what do you use um, as the base, and like what what's the differences? Because you're talking about how you're gonna branch out and do other types of bases um, for the okay. baits. What the baits that I paint are all uh, hard baits, hard plastic, and we're gonna. Uh, branch off into the soft plastics, which is baits that we pour from plastisol into molds and mold them ourselves. Worms and uh, crawdads and creature baits, frogs. And that's coming in the next couple of years. Soft plastics, yeah, good good baits. So. Yeah, no. And then you I'm, can mix it. 
you can make your that's kind of what we're going to do. I do make a few spinner baits here and there, but not not too many anymore. Uh, a lot of people is there any to me to repaint and rebuild. Right. Is there any other uh, arts off of painting custom baits that interest you or that you know of that, like, you know how, like, if you're, you're um, for example, if you're a writer, your genre of writing, right, you have all these different genres. Is there, like, different types of custom bait painters, and what are they, and what are their advantages and disadvantages? There is no two custom painters that will paint alike. Uh, every one of them is different in their own great minds, you know. Uh, a lot of them will use some of the same materials to paint, but they have a different idea about how to do it and a different color scheme about how to do it, and uh, that's a, a really good thing. Uh, you get your guys that hand carve their baits, which I'm going to be doing some of that here pretty quick. But they hand carve them out of wood, and then they add the lead into them and paint them, and them baits come out uh, spectacular. So, but there is, everybody's a different painter, every one of them. You get two, two painters the exact same bait and the exact same materials and the exact same colors, and that bait will look different. Because they, their mind works differently, and that's the great thing about it is is there's none of them do the same, and most of them do understand you know dark water, light water, stained waters. Another genre is your duck. Yeah, and another genre is also that I custom paint uh, duck decoys for hunters, duck hunters. I've got thirty you do of them sitting out here. I need to get done. I custom paint them. I buy the blank custom decoy paint. and then I custom paint. Yep. I certainly will. Huh. And I also, I've okay. got a deer hide over here that I'm going to be doing an oil painting on. So, so my genre is trying to change, but lures is always the number one genre for me. So, Is there a market out there for... Um, is there a market out there for some of those other, like the duck decoy painting and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely, there is. Is that yeah, kind of like uh, another thing that you're going to try to investigate, or is that just kind of a hit and miss, somebody asks you for a favor and you do it kind of thing? No, it's something that I'm doing. i got people wanting them now. But, you know, there's got to get them done, get them. Actually, they'll get a triple-thick glaze on them and not no epoxy on them. Uh, what, what is your – one thing, how many lures can you – how many lures can you do if you're just completely focused on lures in a day? I can do 60 a day if I just get in here and just focus on lures and turn the music on and just go. I can paint 60 baits a day and epoxy them. Then the epoxy takes 24 hours to set. Complete dryness. But one one thing about my lures that I've discovered, a lot of people fish them, but a lot of them just want me to sign the bottom of them and send them to us, and they go in a trophy case. 
which is it's kind of a good feeling, but I want people to fish them. So, so, and I I could I could kind of see where you're coming from with that is that you know you want to know if it was actually effective or not, right? Like you just don't want to just buy it and just just post it up for prosperity's sake, you know. Yeah, I usually when I paint one new pattern, I paint two, and then Melissa take them go to the lake and fish them. So we we go see how they work. I go have you ever um, have you actually used your lures and fished with them and like given reviews on your own lures, saying like, oh yeah, I caught you know this or that, or do you have like videos like that? I haven't, but other people do. Uh, there's another painter, uh, Carter's Custom Lures. He's got quite a few reviews on one of my baits, and uh, New Hope's got some on one of my baits, and Patrick Quick has some on, which is another great re- painter, Patrick Quick, Quick Response Fishing. Uh, he's got reviews on my baits. Uh, there's quite a few of them out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, Pat- what other parts? I need to do uh, underwater footage of my baits underwater, and all that's coming to our channel pretty quick. We're figuring this whole YouTube thing out one step at a time. What um, what other people are in the community that you kind of look up to? Like, what are if I wanted to go investigate other people, are there, like, art styles of other people that people could look at? Oh, yeah. Uh, New Hope is one. He does most of his on Facebook. Uh, Blind Symmetry Painting. Krusty Cranks TV is another great one. Uh, Quick Response. Uh, Carter's Custom Lures. I look up to all of them. They're all part of my, my lure family. Uh, Brandon Weatherford is another great one. He's just right down here in Amarillo. So, yep, we all look up to each other. We all call each other for advice. How how long has this artwork kind of been around? Is it kind of just started taking off, or has people been have people been um, doing this for a while now? There's a, quite a few of them been doing it for a pretty good while, but the art form is now starting to gain ground a lot. Yes. It gained a lot of ground when people were at home from the COVID, not getting to work. So what they did, they went out in their shops and painted. Uh, a lot of these guys will find lures out on the lake that people's lost and stuff, and They'll take them home, strip them down, repaint them. They're That's actually kind of cool. It's kind of in a way where it's like, hey, I found it. Let me let me see what I can do with it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, th- we have a beautiful community of painters. Ian, uh, they're all such wonderful people. And they're all pretty much of the same mindset as I am on things. Uh, you got quite a few of your fishing channels too that that follow along with us, and 
get a lot of our baits. Last year, this shop produced 5,000, over 5,000 baits. Just this shop right here, just me alone. And uh, we sell quite a few, Ian, but we put every penny of it back into buying more baits and more paints to give to people. And uh, we do pretty good with it. That's yeah, you actually you have a full catalog, don't you? Where the, um, if I remember correctly, the numbers correlate with, like, you have a description, you, you'll have a bait, and you'll have a number behind it, and you'll have a description, and where that bait was made or where it went to or something like that, correct? Yes. We actually put barcodes on every bait. And uh, you just scan the barcode out, and it'll tell you where that bait went to and who has it and uh, when we sold it and uh, the whole nine yards with the barcodes, the color of it, the pattern of it. All that's recorded on a card for every bait I paint. So, well, most all of them. I miss one every once in a while just because I'm old. <laughs> We're not perfect. <laughs> Now, do you um, live Melissa's out here? She's got that big stick out, and I'm writing on that card. So, right. Tell me more about. Uh, no more? Let's, let's step away. From, let's step away from from babe talk just a little bit. Um, you've mentioned Melissa, your wife, quite a lot today. How important is it to have a supportive partner um, in in your art, in or art in general, honestly? She's the most important thing to me in this world. I wouldn't be doing YouTube without her because I'd whack that computer over there with a hammer. (laughs) I'm telling you. She is very, very smart. Uh, She actually owns a real estate company here in Clovis. Uh, Living in New Mexico real estate. She's very, very tech savvy. Where I'm not, I'm savvy in other ways. You know, I can build anything you want. I can do a lot of things, but computers ain't one of them that I've mastered yet. I'm learning all the time, but without her, I wouldn't be doing this. I'd probably be doing it, but it wouldn't be publicized any. Yeah, I wouldn't have met all the people I've met. she's She's the breath behind the cell. Just what she is. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's so important to have having that partner to um, support you and drive you and, and keep you going. And I um, I definitely respect that because I, I think we get so caught up in our art forms, right? And we forget to mention the people who may feel like they're behind the scenes, right? Even though to us they're not behind the scenes, they're they're in the scenes with us, but other people don't see that, right? So it's really refreshing to hear. Um, oh, geez, I keep hitting buttons. I'm sorry. It's really refreshing to uh, to hear um, how supportive your partner is. And, and she's very supportive. You know, almost anything I do. Almost. So, almost. <laughs> I, I, I've heard her a couple of times during the show, too. We we need to just bring her on here, too. This can just be Charlie and, 
and Melissa tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's sitting out here with me in the shop. So been out here putting hooks on baits that are going out in the mail next week. We got some going to Texas, some going to Pennsylvania, and some going to Iowa. So, oh wow. And so how, yeah. how many deliveries do you normally make during a week? Roughly. An estimate. Oh usually every other week. Uh sometimes we have ten or fifteen boxes going out and sometimes we have two or three. It just depends on how all that people's buying. Uh come October at our next outdoor show, it'll be Christmas time so people will be buying baits for their families. We always do really well on the October show, which we put it all right back into the business, you know. We both have good jobs, so anything we make there, we can just put back into it and be okay. Yeah. Do you, um, what'd you say? You didn't hear either. <laughs> I said we do a lot of stuff because of YouTube. Yes. Stuff that we wouldn't normally yeah. do, we do because of YouTube. We need something to film or or something to do or somewhere to go, uh, people to talk to. It's it's a great platform to get that conversation started. Yep, it is. We've had people no, and I agree. In the parking um, you know, I kind of feel the same about off the chain, right? Where um, you know we we have just a plethora of different unique artists that we bring on the show, and they all bring their own personalities, their own viewpoints, thought processes, all of that. And so I definitely agree with you that community is a big thing, right? That it takes a community and a platform to to get that community off the ground. And um, I definitely resonate with that as well with this, with this radio show. Do you believe... Do you believe that um, you, like when, when you're doing this, do you believe that it's more than just lures? Because, you know, some people just, some people write and they're like, oh, it's just for the creativity, right? But like from what I've, from what I've gathered from you tonight, it, it is just more than lures, right? It, it's okay. so much more than just painting and selling. So what is it to you? So what is it it's, to you? For me, you know, helping other people, and this is my place that I can come where there's zero stress. There's zero pressure. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. this is my sanctuary. And if I can get in my sanctuary and make other people happy, and I'm happy in my sanctuary, that's a good place to be. For me. No, I definitely agree. Oh, I agree. Everyone needs that in their life. Everyone needs that little piece of heaven that nobody can touch, right? Absolutely. You know, just get in here and turn the music on and just go at it. Not worry about what's happening outside that door. Right, exactly. So tell us um, some more events that are coming up or that you're trying to organize. What, What other things are you trying to do with your lures? Uh, we're just uh, right now working on the 
October one for Operation Phoenix Outdoors, which we hadn't really touched on them yet, but I will in just a second. Uh, yeah, please do. We're trying to get that gathered up right now. Is uh, going to be our main focus for a while. Is uh, raising all the baits for them to give away for Christmas for the veterans and first responders and uh, disabled children, children with special mm-hmm. needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Operation Phoenix. Let's touch on them. They're a please organization nonprofit that was uh, founded by Chris Egbert and Pat mm-hmm. Garcia. Yeah, and uh, what they do is they talk about, you know, PTSD veterans, wounded veterans, first responders, and disabled children. They take them on hunts, and they take them on fishing trips, and they send them to uh, kids to camps for special needs kids and stuff. Uh, it's such a great organization. For them, and uh, I'm standing, I stand behind them. Me and Melissa stand behind them 100% for what they do. Yeah, we've already got over 200 hunts booked for for this winter with them. Uh, at some time, I will be taking some of them out fishing with Chris when I mm-hmm. get a few days off of work. So they want me <laughs> to go and and help them too, and I want to go. Uh, I want to be there for them. But they're such a wonderful organization. You can find them on Facebook at Operation Phoenix Outdoors, and you can donate directly. They have a, a page that you can go to and donate to them. You know, even if it's five bucks, five bucks is five bucks. You know, right. that helps too. So, no, because them guys are under a lot, of, a lot of expense buying fuel and buying repairs on stuff and tents and and all of that stuff but uh yeah you could absolutely go through them and donate directly to them if you wanted to i'm sure that they would appreciate that immensely oh yeah well and they they also do a lot oh what'd you say uh she wanted me to bring up the point that stuff like that we're doing you cannot buy in a store uh you can't even get patterns close to what we do in stores why is that as far as our baits go they just they're just different ours are just different i make a lot of my oh, own paint in mm-hmm. i mix my yeah. own paint a lot of my own paint i make myself um you can't get mm-hmm. colors like we have anywhere they're just different. well i imagine they they mass produce the same thing over and over again where yours um, differs from a store-bought brand because you actually put in a little bit more of your own uh, artistic freedom. So I, I could see how that, that could be different. Yeah, absolutely they are. Uh, we, we we just love doing it. As far as, uh, you know, the time that I spend out here, I think that it brought us closer together as a husband and wife being out here and doing all this together. Uh, yeah. As as we we weren't close that close, and uh, now we yeah. are. You know. Oh, it's really uh, good. I mean, you're not only getting an art form out there, but you're building a better foundation for your relationship. 
Absolutely. We certainly are. We're trying to. Right. That takes work. How long have you all been married now? Yes, it does. Uh, 28 years. She still hasn't killed you, so you did something right, right? Well, she tried to once or twice, but... <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for the next episode, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll leave that off of this one. <laughs> well, believe it or not, Charlie, we actually are about eight minutes away from the show being over. Wow. Man, this has been a fast hour. <laughs> it really has. You know, and, and Yvonne, I wanted... Yvonne and I actually – go ahead. I just want to say thank you for having us on your show, Ian. We uh, greatly appreciate you helping us get our word out and our calls out even further. So I just want to say thank you, buddy. I appreciate that a lot. No, of course, man. That's that's what Office Train is all about. You know, we we are definitely in the business of helping others achieve their goals and their dreams, and and making the world a better place uh, in all art forms and genres because we uh, artists have to stay together and whatnot. And I know um, I know Yvonne would would echo that sentiment as well. Uh, next time, I'll try to bring you on the show and. I think you and Yvonne would have a really good time together. She's she's a hoot, and everything that I learned, I have to kind of give her props for because she taught me how to do this and how to make this hour go by quick. You know, it it's not as easy as people think um, with the research and and all that. And Yvonne made it Yvonne made it so easy for me that you know that I I'm indebted to her forever from everything that she taught me. So um, we, we are more than happy to have you on the show and we'd love to bring you back if you'd like to come back sometime. Oh, absolutely. I will. I'd love to come back. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to like hook you up in uh, October um, after the event or, you know, just prior to the event so we can get you a little bit more support for that too. So that actually might work out really well for you. What do you think? Absolutely. I'm in, buddy. That'd be Sounds perfect. Good. Well, uh, with For the sure. last five minutes that we have, the, the last five minutes that we have left of the show, um, if you could give any words of wisdom, words of advice to our listeners, it could be about anything. It doesn't have to be just about art. Uh, what's the biggest piece of advice that you could give to somebody listening tonight? Uh, the biggest piece of advice I could give somebody is be a spark in somebody's dark tunnel and light the fire. Uh, I catch myself doing that a lot, and it's it's just who I am. I'm not that nice. Yeah, she's not like me. <laughs> but uh, I always tell them that if you, if you think about doing something, to do it. Don't think about it. If it can be done, get it done. Because a year from now, you're going to still be saying, I wish I had done that. And a year from now, if you did it, say, wow, I'm so glad I did that a year ago. If it doesn't work out, at least you tried. But you have to try and you have to put effort into it and you have to be invested. But if you do that and you find a happy place in it, then you're going to put more time into it and it's going to become something amazing just like this has. Yeah, but I still like to be the spark. You are smart. You know, you are an amazing smart. that's what I do. <laughs> so I like that's it. the best advice I could 
I could give somebody is to to always pay attention to your fellow man or woman around you, and you can tell when they're having a bad day. You be the spark. If you look hard enough, yeah. Day will get better. Yes. Oh yeah. That's the way I feel. Well, hey, I appreciate I, I appreciate you two coming on the air tonight, and thank you so much for. Um, spending an hour with us. I really do appreciate it. And like I said, we'll definitely have you on the show again. That sounds like a winner. <laughs> I'm ready. Appreciate you, Charlie. <laughs> no, I do. I appreciate you. All right. Well, off the chain audience, thank you so much for spending an hour with us talking to Charlie. Um, as I said in the beginning, we are trying to slowly resurrect the show and get it back on track. Um, so we are going to have a show next week. Uh, I have to figure out if it's Monday or Tuesday and the bio hasn't even started yet. Um, woefully behind, but Hey, that's okay. We, we just keep going forward. So, uh, off the chain family, I appreciate you tuning in. I know Yvonne appreciates you turning in. And as she says, we, uh, we care about all of you and we really did miss you. So thanks for, supporting us through our hiatus. Uh, we both had things that Yvonne and I were working on that we need some time away from the show, but we're, we are trying to come back. So um, stay, stay with us and, and definitely just be patient with us as we get the show back on, on, on the road again. And uh, if you have any other artists, musicians, any, any type of um, art form, let us know. We want to get them on the show and we want to put them on a platform and help boost whatever their, their art form is. So uh, on behalf of Yvonne Mason, this is Off the Chain. I am Ian Bush. Talk to Charlie Winder tonight. And Charlie, the show will be in the archives once we're all said and done. I'll send you the link. So uh, with all that being said, I appreciate every single one of you. I love you all. Be safe. And I bid you adieu. Good night. Good night, folks. Bye. I think it was.